Hey everyone, welcome to our monthly podcast where we discuss different topics that are relevant to Lehigh. My name's Cameron. And I'm Melanie. We're your hosts today. Uh, we'll be starting today with our mayor's message, and then today we're excited to have a couple of special guests. Uh, Abby Havea from the Recreation Department. She's the Assistant Recreation Director. And also Miss Utah, Lindsay Larson. She's here to chat about uh, Heart Health Month. So let's go ahead and get to it. Well, guess who gets to introduce the mayor today? Me. I never get to introduce you. <laughs> mayor Johnson's with us. Yeah. I knew it. Yep. Here we go. Our monthly, weekly podcast. Monthly, monthly. monthly. Okay. I apologize, Mayor. We will not have Melanie introduce you in the future. <laughs> I was so excited. Everybody just turned us off. No, stay on. Don't you turn off that dial. Don't touch that dial. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Um, sorry, that was a quote. Anyways, I'm failing at this miserably, but we're going to keep it and keep going. All right. Mayor, 2023. Yeah. Yes. It's almost done. Yes. What did, what'd you love about it? What'd you like? Tell oh, there me. is, there is a lot going on in 2023. Yeah. So what's some of your favorites? Uh, well, we got a real good uh, start on the fiber network. We did. Right? So yeah. uh, making really good progress on that. We're getting a lot of signups and, uh, uh, we must be doing something right yeah. because you know the people who are hooking up seem to like it, and we're getting a lot of people saying, "When's it going to get to my neighborhood?" It's so cruising. that's a biggie. Yeah, you know, that that's is a, good a biggie. One. Yeah, and they've been cruising for reals. Like I was like, "Oh, we'll get some done," but man, they've yeah. been going at it. They fast. hit a neighborhood and they go, they blow through it pretty quick. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, and family park. Yeah, it's uh, improving rapidly. Uh, they're working on it every day, even through the winter here, and they are just making uh, headway. If you, if anybody's been up there to see the landscaping that's went in, it looks fantastic. So, and Mayor, when we talk about family park, we're building it in phases, right? So, what what are we working on right now um, as far as um, the developments? What phase so, are we in? So, everybody, I think, probably knows by now the soccer fields are done, and they're getting uh, used quite a bit. And so north of those fields are, are or excuse me, is the area that uh, uh, is going to be our uh, All Abilities Park and our amphitheater. And there's going to be a playground feature there that I think has a water component to it. Another parking lot up there to access that. And the trail system is being built in. At, uh, part of that trail system, you can already see it as you drive by the park. So that's that's what they're calling phase 1B, but I just okay. think to me that just means phase 2. I can't tell the difference. Between <laughs> yeah. <B> and, <laughs> and then 6th uh, East will have to be constructed, and then eventually we'll work on the east side of 6th East and finish that area up there as well. Awesome. I'm so excited. I've seen some of the, well, I, it might have changed. It's been a little bit, but all the drawings for like the All Abilities Park and the amphitheater, I think it's going to be really cool. Yeah, it's going to be a nice park. Yeah, right. it's going to be right. really nice. And lately, we just introduced our ice uh, rink, right? Yes. So we got a place to go ice skating. That's and that's awesome. been surprisingly popular. Mm -hmm. It really has. Yeah, it's yeah. been a great, uh, great feature for the city. Right. It's yeah. been a lot of fun. I haven't gone yet, but I have been there a lot. And it's been fun to see everybody. I so. went and I never fell down. Woohoo! Yeah, picked it up again. I was a little shaky at first, close yeah. to the handrail, you know, and everything. <laughs> but 
After a while, I was cruising. Were so. you just like, I'm the mayor, I can do all yes. things. Get out of my way. Here I come. <laughs> <laughs> I was usually screaming, get out of my way. <laughs> I couldn't stop. I can't stop. <laughs> yeah. And you got to drive the Zamboni. I did. You I did. did. Yeah, like something that everybody, you know, wants to do. It's yes. like on their bucket list. I got to drive the Zamboni. So wow. it was really neat. How'd it uh, go? It was like driving a golf cart. Oh, it wasn't too on, bad. But on the ice, right? Yeah, that one's not too bad. I mean, I haven't driven it. It just doesn't look too big. No, it's not. That's it's, nice, it's a good size for that yeah. little ring. So look at you. Yeah. yeah. People need to, to go resume. get their hot chocolate there and you yeah. know, whatever. I know. Right? That's um you should like if you ever decide to run for anything again, be like, I can drive a Zamboni. <laughs> that could <laughs> it'll, be your... it'll be on my resume. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. See? That's well, how about the Curtis Center? Oh, the Curtis Center. Oh, yeah, that's a good So one. we have just taken ownership of the Curtis Center, thanks to the efforts of uh the Holbrooks, uh, uh, particularly Michelle Holbrook, she's done a fantastic job of raising the money to uh, build that facility. Uh, we had a lot of volunteer service uh, go on and labor. Uh, a lot of groups came in and, and contractors, uh, even some companies like Dominion Energy came in and they did some uh, manual labor and trenching. And, and uh, it's just been a large effort to get that thing built. Uh, we signed the agreement a couple of weeks ago, and that is going to be not only serve uh, the Just for Kids organization, so that's that's uh, serves uh, uh, people with disabilities, but it's also going to serve the citizens of Lehigh. We're going to be able to program that as an extension of the Legacy Center. So, That'll be so great. Yeah, there's a basketball court in there. Uh, actually, it's set up like one of the gymnasiums in the uh, in the uh, Legacy Center. It's got a stage. It's got a stage for production. That's really cool. It's got a really interesting uh, uh, door uh, structure so it can be uh, separated from the uh, gym if it needs to be. Uh, there's some other room in there for programming, whatever yeah. that, whatever we might need. So, yeah, we're going to share it with them. We're going to maintain it, but the building is ours now, and we're really excited about this. Yeah, that's a neat, uh, neat new addition to the city for sure. Yep, yep. So everybody, we can we can thank all those who spent their time getting this thing constructed because it's a big benefit to the city, and we didn't have to go out and on to get it built. Yeah, yeah. it was great. It was good for Michelle. She's just been awesome she's been that. awesome. She's a rock star. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, she is. Well, we always like to look forward, and we've already got some things in the work for next year. What are the things that you're excited about for 2024 that are coming down the line? Well, we're working towards our station 84, our fire station, and that's uh, the station that will serve out west more efficiently. So that is in progress now. The architectural plans have all been approved, I understand, and we're working on starting the construction on that. Uh, we have to increase manpower. Finding fire trucks and the rest of the equipment we need is is a bit of a challenge now because uh, fire trucks, you like you order those and you have to wait a couple of years before you can get them. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but that is, that'll be nice because that gives us uh, four different fire stations in town. So it, it makes it so we can serve the citizens very well. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's uh, needed too uh, because of all the growth that's happened on the West. We definitely need need that addition over there so that we can uh, get to them quickly. So mm -hmm. it'll be yeah. great. Yeah. I had to exciting stuff. Think about where it was. <laughs> That'll be good. That's over by me. So oh, really? I'm I'm 
support this. And I don't want you calling 911 all the time. So <laughs> I'm like, like run hey. to your apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Just need to change the batteries. Can you yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, that's so good for them though. It's crazy though, because when I was starting Station 83 was just like barely in the works. And now look at that. We're already to Station 84. Well, I was here when we only had Station 81. So, you know, it's interesting because every one of the buildings have a different style architecture mm -hmm. and a slightly different theme about them. And it's really kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it yeah, really is. Cool. How about, uh, what else are you looking forward to in 2024? Oh, well, the dog park is open. A lot of people don't know that, but it's no. it has a lot left that needs to be finished in that. So hopefully uh, soon in 2024, that will be completed. We have people using it now, so you can use it now, but it'll be nice. We've had a lot of people request to have that built and it's down at Willow Park. And by the way, the other thing is Willow Park is looking pretty good. Willow Park. Right? Yeah, it really looks is. so much better than it did when we took it over. Yeah. So that's exciting. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that as well. And yeah. the thing with the dog park is, because there was one, but it wasn't really a thing. Yeah, well, it was, but it was difficult to manage because it didn't have uh, ground coverage that was appropriate. Mm -hmm. It got muddy a lot, so yeah. a lot of people wouldn't use it. This is in the same area, only it's been expanded. So, you know, we, we've actually made it several times larger, probably, awesome. if I could estimate, it's probably six times larger than it was Know, originally so cool. or even more but uh, there's going to be benches and some shade uh, structures put in and there's an area for smaller dogs and the area for bigger dogs and uh, for those who want to segregate their animals I guess yeah but <laughs> yeah so but, yeah yeah that's good to know because I think when people think Willow Park dog park they think of that old one yeah. still and I think it's important yeah. to note that this is not your old Willow Dog Park. This is brand it's new. No, it's not. Yeah. And it will, you know, when we get everything in, the the benches in, everything, and we'll probably get some photos out there and start yeah. promoting it a little bit. But mm -hmm. yeah, I'm excited. You know, I, as you know, I got a couple big golden retrievers yeah. and they love dog park. So I haven't had them down there yet, but I'm going in to in the near future. We can, we can have a doggy party event and I'll bring my dog. Oh, that's you right. bring yeah. yours yeah. and we'll have an event. So, awesome. That'll be so fun for it you guys. So fun. <laughs> I'll stay home without my any, dog. Any dogs that I don't have. <laughs> That's <right>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another big thing is coming up uh, at the beginning of next year is groundbreaking for our new library and city center. Yes. Yes. So, so that's going to be exciting as well. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. A lot of people do not understand how old the library is and because there was a remodeled job on it. And there was an addition to it. And that's what people see and say, well, that's not that old. But it was actually the cafeteria for the old uh, junior high that had used to be the high school, right? So it's an old structure. Uh, roof is leaking. Uh, I, I haven't seen it myself, but I understand you go in the library and Cameron, you've probably seen this, I have plastic draped over the, the, uh, book uh, shelves and everything. And so that's not really good for libraries. I yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And they've needed room to expand and bring the programs and they need. So it's really going to help with the library. The libraries should be able to remain open for the most part through the construction until we can get into the new building and move all the books over. And, uh, and then get that established. So they're really ex excited about that. The current city administration building is not going away. We will continue to use that. But it was built in the 80s. And uh, it was expanded again, I think, in 2006. We made an addition to it. But that has all outgrown. 
Yes. Right, we've had, or excuse me, we have outgrown that. Uh, so in in the eighties, mid eighties, when that thing was built, I'm thinking our population was probably around six, seven thousand, and now we're at ninety thousand. And so we need room to staff people because as our population grows, the demand for services expand with that, and we need to cover that. And so we need space, and we need working space. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a, a great building with lots of uh, opportunities for the library, some cool features in the library, some study areas, and and then also just some uh, new space for the for the city. So we're excited for that to happen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think what's so cool about it is like how much there is for residents, like with the library. Like like you said, there's so much for them to be able to do all their library programs. So yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. I'm excited for it. And expanding those is important. You know, I, I've talked to people. They said, well, I, I go to a different library because our library doesn't have everything I need. Well, it will soon have everything you need. All right, Mayor, anything else you want to touch on for, for next year or any last thoughts for things that you've appreciated about 2023? Well, uh, I right offhand, I, I'm not sure. I think we've highlighted the most important things, but, you know, there's there's we're going to be uh, doing a parks master plan. So I'd encourage everybody to participate in that because there was a time here in Lehigh, we were dirt poor. We did not have the land that was required to have the number of uh, parks we needed for the, our population. And uh, now we do. We're fortunate enough to acquire the property to have like four regional parks now, right? And uh, we could, family park, we got Willow Park now that we've got on an excellent lease from the county and like we mentioned that's being improved and we have Mellor Roads Park that that's being filled right now a lot of people wonder when that's going to be finished but we're actually getting filled dirt we have to uh, raise that because it's in the floodplain and we're getting all the dirt and all that work done for free so there's some construction going on and we have we have some contractors that need a place to put that dirt so they've they offered us we'll we'll raise the land with the fill and we'll compact it for you and everything so that's a tremendous benefit to the city. And when we get that done, that'll have six baseball fields on it. And I believe there's some pickleball courts, which are in high demand down there as well. And then there's the Dry Creek Reservoir that we're still looking at. A lot of people want us to build that right away. But in reality, there's some hurdles that we found out we have to deal with before we build Dry Creek Park. And they're pretty significant. And so we need to work those out. And we will get there at some point in time, but it is it is going to take a little bit of time. It's not something we can just fill up the reservoir and go re- uh, recreate there because there are some technical issues that we have found we have to we have to deal with first. Good to know. Oh, that's well said. Yeah. All right. Well, Mayor, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Thanks, Appreciate you being with us again. Okay. Right. Well, now we have an opportunity to talk with our streets maintenance supervisor, Ryan Brewster. Woo! Ryan, welcome. Thank you. Glad yeah. to be here. Yeah, grateful to have you here with <laughs> us. Uh, how long have you been with the city? Um, nine and a half years. Nine and a half oh, years. Okay. Really? Started in August, so August will be ten. Okay. Wow, look at yeah, you. That's awesome. Uh, I've been go. here about ten and a half, so um, about about the same amount of time. 
We'll never so. catch you, though. Yeah, no, oh, you that's won't. that's funny. <laughs> Not until I get fired. And then you might. <laughs> well, it's great to have you here with us today. We want to talk a little bit about winter maintenance on the roads and some of the safety concerns and those kind of things uh, around snow plowing. So one of your responsibilities is to go out with the guys and, and snow plow. Yep. Right? How many plows do we have? We, so the streets department has 14 total. Um, We have eight 10-wheelers, four bobtail dump trucks, and then I guess we have three um, pickup trucks that we use. So 15, Um, sorry, I guess that's how math works. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to know what a bobtail dump truck is. So it's a single axle, it's shorter. Um, A 10-wheeler has two axles (laughs) in the back, Uh so it has 10 wheels in the back. It sounded like a mystical, a bobtail dump truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we have 15. The water department also has a 10-wheeler mm-hmm. and a pickup truck that they help us with as well. That's awesome. So wait, so 15 trucks, but that's about the same size as your crew too, right? So right. everyone gets their own truck basically. Yep. But you guys are out there long hours. Yeah, it can be yeah. depending on the storm. Yeah. Well, you guys got a lot of practice last year. Yes. Lot of lot of time out on the road. So tell us some of the things that you that uh, we need to make sure our residents know about snow removal, specifically where your responsibility is versus a resident responsibility and that sort of thing. The biggest thing is uh, we clear the roads. Um, residents are responsible for clearing driveways, clearing approaches, uh, also mailboxes and fire hydrants. Um, it is tough because. On a storm with more snow, it piles up in front of driveways and mailboxes. We try to keep it away, but sometimes it does. So that's a challenge. Um, Another challenge is cars parked on the side of the road. Um, It's hard to get by. They're big trucks. takes a lot of room to turn around. Sometimes we have to skip smaller roads, cul-de-sacs, where we've actually been told by our risk manager, Scott. Yeah. If there's too many cars parked on the road, don't go down it. Which we try to do them anyway just to get them done so we don't get calls. Um, But, yeah, there's a lot of of risks involved. Yeah. I mean, we're talking some big trucks, right? And so driving down some of those roads. And and then these big trucks on icy, snowy roads, too. So sometimes there might be the clearance there, but you end up sliding and running into a car. Right. Rarely that happens, but it does happen. Right. Um, so that's one reason that we ask people to keep their, their cars off the road. Yeah, our, our snow plows are 12 feet wide. So if you get a neighborhood road, um, cars parked on both sides, it's pretty tight getting through there, especially trying to get two passes, one each way. Yeah. Um, yeah it makes it very difficult. Yeah, and I think it's hard because I think – it's not that we're unsympathetic that maybe people don't have somewhere to park their cars, but the reality is, is we just can't plow right. unless those are gone. Right. Yeah. Plus, if one of our plow drivers accidentally hits a car parked on the side of the road, that driver's usually out for four or five hours before he can get back on his route. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, because he has to do all the, the paperwork and stuff? Yeah, got to get the police involved, which we usually, we have to call police department from another city to come and handle that. So our own police department can't handle our, our accidents. Wow. Just to be objective with that. that. That's good. Right. Yeah. Um, It makes me think of those 
you know, those videos where you see all those cars sliding down the street. And I just think <laughs> about a snowplow, if it got in that position, how like crazy that would be. Like yeah. that would, seems like you'd want to not park on the roads just for that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, our biggest, probably our worst road for accidents is the 12th East Dip. Oh, yeah. So if anybody knows where that is and that's your route, if it's snowing, try to find a different route. Yeah. yeah that's a scary. It's, it yeah. usually gets shut down. Does it? For a minute until we can yeah. get it completely cleared. Dang yeah, a few years back, I, I was able to go on a ride along with a, a driver, and we were up in Traverse Mountain and um, started to slight, and maybe it was you. Was it you? I don't remember. Aww. So this is Really awkward. left an impression I, on both of you. Could have been. Could have been. Anyways, we were up in Traverse Mountain, and this big truck, you know, just started to slide. Um but it was it was kind of interesting for me to be in the truck and kind of see all the obstacles that you guys have to face and and different uh, garbage cans on the road and you know people's vehicles and that sort of thing. So it's it takes a lot of care and attention what you guys are doing. Yeah, way to go, you. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So tell us. So you talked a little bit about uh, the snow on the driveways and stuff like that. And I know people tend to get frustrated when the snow has been pushed in front of their driveway opening. But, uh, you know, logistically, it's really challenging for you guys to try to avoid that. Your primary responsibility is the safety of the roads that people are traveling on. Correct. Right. And you kind of mentioned that's not something you try to do, but it does happen where the snow kind of piles up in front of the driveway. Also, sidewalks in front of homes. Right. So we don't send people out to do any clearing of sidewalks or anything like that in neighborhood residential areas. No, we don't. So that would be part of their responsibility as well. Yes. So can you, I know that Cameron kind of touched on this, that the safety. So there's certain priorities, right? So it's not just like you just go free for all. No. Like you, you have to do certain roads first, right? Or is it like paper, rock, right. scissors? It's, so we always start on our main roads. Um, we've got our higher priority roads, which are main roads, mm -hmm. main routes, roads leading to schools and past schools. Churches mm -hmm. on Sundays are usually a priority if it's a storm on a Sunday. So, yeah, we start with the main roads. Once those are cleared, then we'll move to our secondary roads or neighborhood roads. And and don't you all, like, essentially have your own, like, section and you just kind of keep doing those yes. roads? Like, yes. Yeah. So each plow route on average per truck is right around 26 center line miles. Really? So that's, like, one pass down each road. Jeez. So a lot of roads, a lot of your main roads are at least four passes. Mm -hmm. So you had a lot of miles. Yeah, so, so you have to do it four times. So 26 miles and then go do it again and 26 miles again. Yeah, because you'll go down the center of the road. Mm -hmm. You'll come back down the center of the road on the other side. Yeah. And then you have to make at least one more pass Gosh. outside of that oh. wider road. Some of, some of them are six passes. So here's an interesting statistic about Lehigh. If you were to measure all of the roads in Lehigh, so when we talk about, you talk about center lane miles, which means one direction, one way. Yep. When we talk about lane miles, that means both directions, correct? Um, that counts all your lanes. All the so lanes. So if it's a four-lane road, mm -hmm. that would, counts every lane. That one would mile like would be four, four lane miles. Your, yeah. Four times your uh, center lane miles. Okay. All right. So the distance... That we have in Lehigh, we have 584 lane miles, and that's about the distance if you were to drive from here to Disneyland. Yep. And you have to plow those whenever it snows. Yep. <laughs> wow. So you're like going to Disneyland, all of you, 
in theory, like four or five times without ever actually going to Disneyland. Yeah, it's so much fun. That's exactly how we think of it. <laughs> like you just play Disney music the whole time you're <laughs> plowing. It's Ding. a small world after all. Oh, all these guys driving in their trucks great. listening to that. That's awesome. So let me ask you, in this a storm though, because you guys can be out there for a long time, right? Right. And I know that, I know some other departments try to help but essentially, it kind of falls on you guys. So you're you're driving for hours just doing those same roads over mm-hmm. and over again, right? Yeah, and every storm's different. And that's, I think, where some of the public gets frustrated when we have a storm. I mean, there's usually one or two a year that are just that 24-hour storm mm-hmm. that just never stops snowing. In those cases, we stay on our main roads, try to keep them open. Mm-hmm. Once it stops snowing or it gets warm enough and the roads start clearing up, then we can actually clear the road yeah. for the last time and start subdivisions. Yeah, that makes sense. So just ne- just because it's snowing means that you're not necessarily going to get your road plowed right away because we have to keep those main roads safe. Right, yeah. Okay, the that main, makes sense. The main roads are the priority to get, get people to their neighborhoods, yeah. essentially. And when we think of main roads, we have our roads, but also UDOT roads. Do you guys plow those, or is that UDOT's responsibility, or how does that work? Um, we don't plow UDOT roads. Um, we just plow the city-owned roads. Mm-hmm. The difference is, so some of the UDOT roads, State Street is UDOT, mm-hmm. SR92 is UDOT, 2100 North is UDOT. Pioneer Crossing. Pioneer Crossing. Well, those so, are the big ones. So those are kind of, and they're bigger roads too, but mm-hmm. we don't plow those. That's That's, that's up to them. Yep. That makes sense. So tell us, um, what is the kind of the, the craziest or maybe the, the most stressful situation that you've been in while you've been driving uh, for, to remove snow? Um, <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's a lot of scary situations. I, my route is on Traverse Mountain, so there's a lot of hills, a lot of cars. Coming down some of those hills on some snowstorms, there's no way you're stopping um, a lot of the times we use the curb and gutter to help get us stopped. Oh, that's kind of scary. It's bad. And if you try to go up, you can't go up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was uh, up there in Traverse Mountain last year, there was a road that you guys couldn't get the truck up. Is yeah. that is that right? Yeah. So that very, that real big storm we had, um, right at the top of Violetto where that ends, uh, yeah. the snow was drifted so high, we just kept getting stuck, couldn't get through there. We ended up trying to get all the other main roads cleared. Um, we'd been in the trucks for like 14 hours, so we had everybody go get a few hours of sleep, came back in the morning, took a loader oh, up yeah. there, and moved some of that snow with the loader. Wow. Crazy. Well, is it often that you see that kind of drifting up there in Traverse Mountain? Yeah, but it's usually not that bad. That's the worst I've seen it was okay. a big storm last year. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That was a, a crazy storm. Well, we really appreciate what you guys do, and I know it's, I imagine, I don't know, you guys get PTSD every, every November and December when, <laughs> Sorry, coming. when it's coming. Sometimes, um, usually, we're pretty busy getting the trucks saddled up, ready to go. We have to calibrate every truck just to help us control the salt and the brine and oh. everything better, make the truck run right. So we have a lot going on. Yeah, because pretty much once it snows, you guys just are out. Like, you go. Yeah. 
Yeah. We definitely appreciate what you're doing. I know you guys, it takes a lot of time away from your families and there's, you know, as we approach the holidays, sometimes that happens on Christmas day and, and you have to, you have to clear the roads. That's, mm-hmm. that's part of your job. And we recognize that, that sacrifice. Just a, as a reminder for our residents that as it snows, we want to remind you that um, the Lehigh City Code prohibits any parking of vehicles, including trucks or trailers, ATVs, RVs, those kind of things on any public street between November 1st and March 30th, between 10 p.m. and 7 a.m. And that will help you guys out a lot. And then also, um, anytime it is snowing or within 24 hours after a a snowstorm, uh, your vehicle should be moved. And that just makes it so that you guys can properly clear the roads and and be safe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if there's cars left on the road, we're we're going around them. And then once they move, we're gone and they're still snow on the side of the road. So it makes it difficult. Yep. Well, I will say, I feel like we, we talk about this a lot, like we've had BJ on here before, kind of discussing some of this as well. But I think it's just so important for people to kind of understand it and to kind of help that patience as right. you guys are trying to be out there. Like you're not purposefully missing a road or you, you're trying to just keep people as safe as possible. And I think you guys always do such a good job. You're always so willing. Like when we have Lehigh City chat questions or, hey, you missed our road, you guys are so on top of it to just go out there and help as fast as you can. So I'm I'm just always impressed by you guys during the winter. Thank it's a, you. It's a rough we, job. We all appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. All right, Ryan, thanks for being with us today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. You bet. Been a good day, Melanie. Such a good day. I've been dreaming my dreams. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I feel like inspired. I need to go buy a house. I know. Yeah. So Aria talked a lot about her dream diary, right? And what mm-hmm. our biggest dreams are. Got me thinking. If money was no option, which mm-hmm. obviously for us it isn't. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> uh, would you rather go to the beach or to the mountains? Mm, I feel like, like. Yellowstone is my favorite place in the world. So I feel like I want to stay there. But there are times where you're like, oh, I just want to go to the beach and just relax. So if money was no object, I'd probably want to live near the mountains, like closer now. Like a, I just saw, I was actually looking for houses, speaking of dreams, and there was a house in Utah. You can go look this up on Utah Real Estate. $48 million. So if money's no object, I'll just buy like a really expensive house in the mountains and then go to the beach. Yeah. Okay. What All about right. you? What are you feeling? Well, you know, yeah, you just came from Yellowstone. So like, obviously mountains are wonderful, right? I so I, I'm kind of a little bit torn because sometimes you get up in the mountains, you got a lot of the bugs yeah, and stuff like that, true. right? I do love the mountains and, um, and it's been really hot. Mm-hmm. And so it'd be nice to be kind of out of all of that yes. up in the mountains. The air is clean and cool, right? But, you know, I'm feeling like a nice, like, beach, 70-degree weather, year-round with a pina colada (laughs) in my hand, you know. Have you ever had a pina colada? I have, but, but, you know, a special one that doesn't have all of the ingredients that some people like. (laughs) Mine's mine's for the kids under 18. For the kids. Um, So are you, because here's what I'm saying. Like, I would do mountains if I had, like... A great cabin, like you're, we went ca- um, camping. I don't think I could do that for more than like a week. You couldn't live off the grid? Oh, no. Yeah. I can't. I was like 
so cranky towards the end. Yeah, I am shocked I to know, hear that. I know. I know. I know I seem like I could be like a park ranger, yeah. but turns out I need real people around me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I am I like I said I love being up in the mountains and and having a nice little cabin up yes, there would be awesome. That would be nice. Um if I'm thinking of like you know, chill like low key away from everybody, that would be the place to go, right? But yeah. uh yeah, beach sounds really nice. The sand in your toes. It does. Yeah, as long as there's like a little shower close by to wash your little toes. Yes. My husband you know. has this weird, well, that's not, not weird if you actually ever listen to this, John, but it's a normal thing that he has to live anywhere. He has to be like 15 minutes within a hospital and have really good Wi-Fi because he likes, he's like a gamer and he, he's a tech person. So I don't think the cabin would work very well. Like, I so feel like I could get away with that at the He's beach. not going to get to live anywhere cool. No, I basically am stuck yeah, right where like I am. you are where you are. But I love it, yeah. but I will never. But if we have endless amounts of money, I guess I could probably bring the Wi-Fi to me. I don't know how money works. I don't have it. Yeah. It seems like you could bring it to you. <laughs> yeah, you probably could. Yeah. You probably could. Probably more Wi-Fi in like a beachy area. Yeah, right? that seems like, more practical. Yeah. So that's fair. Well, sorry, John. Dare to dream. You're going to have to give up on some of your, some of your dreams, I guess. Yeah. For my dreams. (laughs) Well, thanks everybody for listening to us today. Hopefully you're out there living your dreams and we're grateful to have been able to talk with Aria about her plans for this next year and to talk with Chief Craft and please follow us on all of our social media platforms and uh, we'll see you next time.